TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. The scoop. It's The Scoop with Doogie. And away we go. This is Scoop Podcast episode 292 on this Sunday night, the 5th of April. Sincere apologies for me not doing a podcast for a good week, week and a half, maybe even two weeks. Hey, we've all been impacted one way or another by the coronavirus. My professional life in many ways has been turned upside down. My personal life with homeschooling kids has been turned upside down. Thankfully, I'm still employed. My wife is still employed, but we've been navigating a lot of different challenges. But I know a lot of people are dealing with far, far worse. But I just wanted to lay out that it has been a challenge to get in front of a microphone. Heck, I'm scared to talk into this microphone. I've been trying to avoid coming upstairs to radio here in Hubbard Broadcasting, where I normally work on the TV side. We're very isolated. Coming up here to the radio studios, I don't know how many mouths have been in front of this microphone. Yeah, I disinfected it, but I still don't know. I mean, the coronavirus absolutely scares the bleep out of me. I just found out earlier on Sunday that my aunt and uncle in Ocean City, New Jersey, have both tested positive. They both, thankfully, are doing okay. They waited a bit to tell family, so they are on the right side of this thing. But they're both in their 50s. We're not talking You know, young people, they're both in really good shape, and the word is this virus has kicked their asses. It is really, really bad. This is not a common cold. This is not the flu. Yeah, for some people, they'll be able to overcome it, snap of the fingers. But for many, this is going to destroy them. So I hope you remain safe and sound and, heck, sane. I mean, sanity is certainly a tough hurdle right now. Mental health is a big deal. But again, sincere apologies that I just haven't been in front of a microphone just by choice. Really didn't want to come up to radio. Plus with the personal life flipped upside down, it's been tough. This is very much a side gig. My A job is TV, is Channel 5. I've been posting a lot of interviews I've done via Zoom, kstp.com backslash sports. I'll repurpose some of those interviews here because I know a lot of people don't even know about the KSTP website, all the work we do. From a digital standpoint, heck, yes, the first goal is to provide really good TV. The 5 o'clock news, the 6 o'clock news, the 10 o'clock news on Sundays, the 5.30 news, the 10 o'clock news, the 9 o'clock news on Channel 45. That is the main gig, the main goal, but we repurpose a lot of stuff we do, full interviews and what have you. We put those on the sports page at kstp.com, but I get it. A lot of you don't even know that exists. So I'll repurpose some interviews in just a bit. This will be very much a football-centric podcast. Heck, I get it. Other teams are doing stuff like Gerson Rosas and Ryan Saunders will talk to a few of us on Tuesday. There are happenings with the Wolves. We'll get an update, I'm sure, on Carl Anthony Towns' mom. We'll get some other updates as well. I mean, a lot is going on. I talked to Tyler Duffy the other day. That interview is available on the KSTP sports page. But really, when it comes to actual news, and the Gopher basketball team on Sunday night landed a big man it helps that Ed Conroy is his uncle, but Liam Robbins, a really good player from Drake, will transfer. The question is, can he be immediately eligible next season with the hope that we actually have a next season? So there has been news, but for the most part, it is very much football, football, football right now. So maybe this podcast can serve as a bit of a distraction because I'm telling you, indirectly or directly, we've all been impacted by the coronavirus. All right, let me start with some notes, and then we can go interview, interview, 
interview latter part of the podcast, I've been asked in no particular order. I've been asked, hey, has the ship completely sailed on Everson Griffin? You know, he came out with that statement on Instagram, like what, 10, 11, 12 days ago, and nothing has happened since. My own personal thought is never say never. He thinks the world of Mike Zimmer, Andre Patterson, Les Pico, others with the Vikings, as long as he is on the open market, there is a chance. That being said, my money would remain on him landing elsewhere. In fact, I checked just earlier today with somebody close to Everson, and he told me the ship has sailed. And my own personal opinion is no. As long as he's out there, the ship hasn't sailed. But this individual said the ship has sailed. Seattle has interest. Tampa has interest. Washington has some level of interest. Potentially Kevin Stefanski and Cleveland, the Jets, the Giants. There's a bunch of teams that have kicked the tires on Everson. But as I said in a recent podcast, and I'll reiterate it now, a lot of teams want to bring Everson in for a visit. We know that visits can happen right now. They just want to make sure he's in the right frame of mind after his off-the-field hurdles in 2018. So it's possible some team agrees to a deal with him. You can do FaceTime, Skype, Zoom chats, but it's a little bit different when you have somebody in person. So it may be a little bit on Everson Griffin. Plus, he is waiting for Jadavion Clowney to make a decision. Like if Clowney ends up in Tennessee, and that opens the door for a reunion with his college coach, Pete Carroll, in Seattle. On Anthony Harris. If you asked me on Tuesday, in fact, Mackie, Judd, and Rami asked me on Tuesday. I'm on every Tuesday at 5 o'clock with those guys. They said, hey, what's the latest on Anthony Harris? On Tuesday, I said, it is trending toward a long-term extension. Well, fast forward five days. Negotiations didn't go quite so well. Latter part of last week, at this point, I would say a trade is back on the table. He could get moved on draft weekend. I think of the three scenarios, long-term deal, trade, or he just plays out the season on the franchise tag, I think playing out the season on the franchise tag is off the table. I would be very surprised at this point if that takes place. I think it's one or the other. He either signs a long-term deal here, or he ends up getting traded. The Giants have interest. Some other teams have kicked the tires on Harris. The issue is, it sounds like, that, you know, heck, not a surprise, They can't come to a happy medium on some of the guaranteed money, the structure of the contract. It's all contract-related. Yes, the Vikings would like to retain Harris long-term. Yes, his top choice is to remain a Viking long-term. But if they can't come to a happy medium on the structure of a long-term contract, then, yeah, I can see the Vikings being stubborn and eventually trading him. So it's fluid. I wouldn't bet on any one scenario at this point. I'm just saying do not rule out the possibility of a trade. I do think the Vikings will sign a veteran defensive back, who that is, that remains to be seen. They've kicked the tires on a number of guys, although I've been asked about Eli Apple for what it's worth. Now, who knows? Maybe they're in on Eli Apple right now, but for what it's worth, before he committed to the Raiders, the Vikings did not enter into any sort of you know, shown interest in Apple. They were not in on P.J. Williams. They were not in on Demarius Randall, who signed a deal safety, but they've kicked the tires on some other safeties, Parks and Heath and some others, but... They were not kicking the tires on Randall. I forget where he landed. He landed with somewhere a few days ago, the former Packer and Cleveland Brown. But I do think, I mean, there's a number of guys out there. You know the names. Go to Google. You know the top cornerbacks that are out there. I do think the Vikings will eventually bring in one of those defensive backs. They did kick the tires on Alden Smith, who landed in Dallas. No, they did not make an offer, but they were curious on you know, just some things. I mean, he's been out of the league for multiple years. They were curious, like every other team, 
just where he was mentally. I put a number of other notes about the Vikings on my Twitter page, shameless plug. D. Wolfson, KSTP. I didn't jot down every single one. D. Wolfson, KSTP, if you're looking for a little bit more on the Vikings and free agency. On the draft, let me do an update on some of the Gophers. Carter Coughlin, who we'll get to in a second. He's had a conversation with the Vikings. He was supposed to visit the Vikings in a couple days. The Vikings were going to host over 30 draft prospects April 7th and 8th. But instead, he's done a FaceTime chat with the Vikings. He's also received interest from the Rams, the Cardinals, the Lions, the Jaguars, and some other teams. Rodney Smith, former Gophers running back, has had a chat with Vikings running backs coach Kennedy Palomalu. Former Gophers cornerback Chris Williamson has had a FaceTime meeting with the Vikings. Former Gophers safety Antoine Winfield Jr. has had FaceTime interviews with the Chiefs, the Bears, the Falcons, the Bengals, and some other teams. Some first-round prospects the Vikings have had FaceTime chats with or will have FaceTime chats with. C.J. Henderson, cornerback from Florida. Tristan Wirfs, the offensive lineman from Iowa. I'm positive the Vikings think the world of Wirfs. How high would they have to move up to get Wirfs? Well, that's another topic. I think he might go really, really high. So I'm not quite sure the Vikings can get up and get him. But they had a formal interview with him at the Combine. They now do a FaceTime interview. It's clear that the Vikings have all sorts of interest in Wirfs, plus Rick Spielman and George Payton both saw him in person during the season. Some leftover notes from the Combine, notes that aren't out there. The Vikings had formal interviews with Utah cornerback Jalen Johnson and LSU cornerback Christian Fulton. Again, for some other draft notes, I've put them on Twitter, some non-first-round prospects. There's so many interviews the Vikings have done via FaceTime or that they did in Indy. I could go on and on and on, which I won't do just based on my time and me wanting to get to some of these interviews and then get the heck out of this studio. I'm seeing if there's anything else left over. The Drake Kirkpatrick connection makes sense. Going back to a defensive back that the Vikings could sign on the free agent market, I'm told his knee is solid. He got hurt in week six last year. Mike Zimmer coached Kirkpatrick way back when. And don't forget the new Vikings defensive backs coach just came from Cincinnati. All right, let's get to some interviews now. Carter Coughlin, Stephen Weatherly, C.J. Ham, Rodney Smith. I don't know if it matters what order we go in. So let's start with the pride of Eden Prairie, former Gopher. He picked the Gophers over Ohio State and Oregon. He had a great four-year run with the Gophers. It is Carter Coughlin. We should be talking right now days after Pro Day, you know, many, many days after the Combine, but obviously you didn't get Pro Day. You're back here in Minnesota, is that right, when maybe you would have been in California? Just, you know, take me through just how crazy things are right now for you. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm currently up north in Pequot Lakes, Minnesota, hanging out with the family up at the cabin. Um, we've, got a, we've got a little makeshift weight room out in the garage, so this is actually kind of my best place to train right now. Um, and it's awesome having family time, but yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy turn of events. I mean, you know, I was supposed to show up to Pro Day and all of a sudden Pro Day's canceled and then Kamal and I are talking and, you know, all right, we might as well stay out in California and train. Training gets shut down and two days later we were packed up and heading back to Minnesota. And when you say headed back to Minnesota, did you hop on an airplane or did you drive? We hopped on an airplane, yeah. All right, so but we, so we, far, we, yeah, so far you're okay though. No symptoms or anything like that. Yeah, we're okay. We took good precautions. We uh, we had masks and, and wipes, and 
uh, the lady next to me on the flight actually had like a, a whole pack of wipes that she gave me and let me and Kamal use to wipe everything down and, and all that good stuff. So everybody's looking out for everybody. I mean, I suppose, Carter, at this point, when it comes to, to your professional future, I mean, you participated at the Combine. You participated mm-hmm. at the Senior Bowl. You have four years of tape for teams to evaluate you. All things considered, it's not like you lost a whole lot with, with no pro day. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm blessed that I got an opportunity to, to show teams what I, could, what I can do at, at the Combine and then all the film and all that stuff. But um, there's a lot of guys around the country that uh, pro day was a, a great opportunity to show teams what they have. So it's, it's a huge bummer for, for a lot of guys that, that that didn't work out. Remind us where teams see you. I mean, because you've got a little position flexibility, but the teams that you're in contact with, where do they see you at the next level? Yeah, you know, talking to teams at, at uh, the Combine and Senior Bowl and stuff like that, a lot of them like me in, a, in like a Sam linebacker fit. So I'd play outside the tight end and um, be able to rush off the edge, drop into coverage, you know, with, um, you know, whatever, whatever coverage we're in. And, uh, and, you know, there's a couple opportunities for a coach to teach me their Sam linebacker position. And then I had to kind of spit it back at him and teach him the position, you know, and, uh, and, a, and a lot of it was similar to what I did at Minnesota. Um, had more of a linebacker feel than, you know, playing the, the edge rush at Minnesota, but, um, but I've, I've got a lot of experience doing a lot of things. So, uh, so that's where they see me at right now. How much did you enjoy some of those conversations with the teams, especially those formal interviews at the combine? Yeah. I mean, I, I love the interviews. Uh, it was, it was awesome talking to coaches and teams and, um, you know, it was, it was crazy exciting. I mean, it was the most exhausting week of my life at the combine, but at the same time, you're sitting there like there's nowhere in the world I'd rather be right now. Do you buy the cliche that, that time flies? I mean, does it seem not that long ago that, you know, you were whittling it down to Oregon and Ohio State and the Gophers, and you commit to the Gophers? And then, like, snap of the fingers, now you're preparing for the NFL? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely flies. And I was, I was just uh, on Instagram today, and Bateman posted a picture of, uh, of, you know, the University of Minnesota Stadium with fans and stuff. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, man, I'm never going to play there again. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's surreal. It's, it's wild how fast it all goes. But time definitely flies. Are you curious to see where, where Fleck takes the program? I mean, it seems like, you know, you guys winning the Outback Bowl and playing on New Year's Day is only the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I, I already know where the program's going. Uh, I think this year was the, the bottom of the totem pole compared to what the future of Minnesota will be. So um, I'm just – I'm excited that I get a I get a – be a fan again. I mean, I was a fan since I came out of the womb and was a player, and now I'm going back to back to the fan days. So, um, but I'll I'll be a Gopher supporter till the day I die, and it's going to be an incredibly fun program to cheer for. I mean, you think about your family, the legacy, you know, with with Grandpa and your dad and you. I mean, is there another Coughlin in the in the pipeline? The man, there's got to be another Coughlin in the pipeline. You know, that's a that's a little ways away, but. Uh, shoot, we, we might as well keep popping out gophers. Is it crazy to think that, I mean, we're talking here on what, March 30th, that one month from now, you'll know where you're spending the next handful of years. I mean, is it crazy to think that everything's going to happen this fast? Yeah, it is. I mean, that's the craziest thing about, 
you know, pro football. And it's funny, you know, a lot of people don't understand uh, the way it works. So, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, what, what, what team are you going to go to? Or, you know, what, where, where do you think you're going to end up living and stuff? And it's like, I have, I don't have a clue. I don't have any say in it. That's what's, that's what's exciting. Um, and it can be stressful, but you know, I got to trust that, that God's got a good plan for me and um, that he's going to put me on the right team. But it's, that's what's crazy is, you know, in a, in a month or two, I'll hopefully, you know, as long as this virus stuff gets worked out, I'll be in whatever city on whatever team. And that's going to be my new favorite NFL team. I mean, think about it. I mean, in all likelihood, there won't be, you know, off-season workouts. There won't be OTAs, probably won't be mini camp. I mean, maybe best case scenario, it's training camp, but not just for you as a rookie, but how about just all rookies, how – how things might be, and it's all up in the air. I mean, we don't even know for sure, Carter, if there's going to be a season. But let's right. say there is a season. How hard will that be with with really no off-season program for, for guys like you? Yeah, you know, I, I, it's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, but it's one of those things, man, where it's like it, it makes no sense to sit here and think, oh, man, why is this happening to me when – it's, you know, my first season at the NFL, blah, blah, blah. Like, it just is what it is. I can't, I can't change it. So all I can do is make sure that I maximize the time that I have off right now, the time that I'm going to have when I figure out what team I'm going to go to. I'm sure they're going to set up, you know, video interviews or video calls to, to learn the playbook and stuff like that. So it just comes down to whoever's going to use the time the right way. And I guarantee you that I'll do everything I can to prepare for the future. I mean, another crazy part of this, Carter, is – like, think about a draft party, but you really can't have a draft party. Like, have you thought about that, where normal circumstances, you might have 50 family and friends, maybe more than that, at your mm-hmm. house draft weekend to celebrate, you know, your accomplishments. But at this point, you can't have anything like that. Yeah, well, you know, l- luckily for me, I-, I already talked about that with my parents. You know, I'm not I- – I don't like to be the center of attention, really. Um, so it's – the plan since the beginning of time was to do something super, super low key up, up North and just, you know, be around the, the most important people in my life just to thank them for helping me get there. And, um, and so, so, you know, that being said, it, that part of my life won't, won't be changed a whole lot because of this. Cause we'll, we'll still be up North and doing our thing up here. You mentioned, I mean, you don't know what team you're going to, but do you have a sense Maybe it's in conversations with with your agent, you know, maybe others, a sense of where you might go. You know, are we talking, you know, fourth round, fifth round? Do you have a sense of where you might land in terms of round? I don't have a clue right now. Um, yeah, that's a conversation that that I'll have with my, with my agent uh, as, as we progress and get a little bit closer to the draft. Um, it's just a crazy time, man. I mean, everything's flipped upside down, so I don't even – I don't even think teams have a clue what they're doing right now, just because it's the evaluation process is so much different right now. Um, but, but, you know, talking to my agents, it's one of those things where, you know, they'll say, you know, this team says they'll take you in this round. And right now that's the earliest that any team will take you. And, but it's one of those things where all of a sudden you could get drafted by a team that hasn't even really talked to you. Like it, it you, you just don't have a clue. Like you can have an idea, but that can that can go get thrown out the window so fast because all of that's dependent on different availability before you. It's like the butterfly effect, you know what I mean? Like one one pick can change everything for everybody. I mean, have you talked to 
to others that you know, like I even think of last year, Ryan Connolly, right, and Blake Cashman, two Eden Prairie kids. And I think if you talk to them, maybe they had a little feeling of, you know, Ryan landing in New York with the Giants, Blake in New York with the Jets. But I don't know if we had talked this time last year if those guys, like, definitively could have said that. But do you have people you lean on? Like, have you leaned on Blake and Ryan or others that you know that have gone through it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've done my best to, to talk to different guys, um, ranging from everything. You know, what does it look like to hire a financial advisor? What does it look like during this process? What are OTAs like? What is all that kind of stuff? And so I've gotten great wisdom. Um, but the, the crazy thing is, you know, a lot of that is, is kind of thrown out the window because of this whole virus. So it's just, it's just crazy times, man. Are you doing FaceTime or Skype interviews with teams right now? Yeah, I've done, I've done a couple of those. Mm-hmm. So what are those like? Um, you know, the last one I did was uh, a coach asked me to drop the defense for him that, that we ran in Minnesota. And, um, you know, after three years, I, I know that inside and out it would be a problem if I didn't. Uh, but then, uh, then on top of that, he taught me their linebacker and their same linebacker and um, gave me a, a a call that I need to make and to switch to line and all that kind of stuff. And then I had to teach it back to him. Um, and so it's, I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff I like, you know, at the, at the senior bowl, a lot of interviews were tell me about your family. Tell me about a difficult time you've been through. Tell you know, kind of getting to know you as a person, but once they evaluate that, and, um, then you get to talk football. And so now's, now's the fun stuff for me. I get to sit and talk football and talk about the stuff I really like to talk about. How cool is it there, there's a good chance that you'll get drafted, Antoine is going to get drafted, Kamal will get drafted, and Tyler will get drafted. Plus, I mean, Chris and, and Rodney should at least end up, you know, worst case, you know, with some team during at some point, whether it's training camp or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Man, it's exciting. Uh, it's, it's really cool that uh, a lot of us are going to have an opportunity to play at the next level. And, um, you know, we, we all came to Minnesota with the same hope and vision for the program, and it's, it's great that all of us are able to continue playing football. I mean, so you don't have any sense whatsoever, right? Like, you know, because of smoke screens? Like, so you, you have this interview, this FaceTime with this coach. He's having you draw – you know, your defense, but for all you know, you know, maybe that's some sort of smoke screen that the team wants you to think that they're interested. Maybe something gets out, but maybe they're not interested. Is that the cat and mouse game? Yeah, it's, I don't even have a clue right now. I mean, it's, it's one of those things you can't look into anything because you, you know, you don't want to get your hopes up. You don't want to be let down. You don't, you know, anything like that. You just got to just see where you end up, I guess. I mean, I'm, any chance I get, I'll talk to a team and, show them what I know, show them what I can do if I have an opportunity. But, you know, that being said, it, it just – it's it's in God's hands now. I mean, I suppose it's one in 32, but have you thought about the possibility of, of landing in purple, staying in Minnesota, playing under somebody you know well, Rick Spielman? Yeah, of course. I yeah, mean, it's uh, – yeah. it, I mean, we you know, we had a – Kamal and I were going to get out to the, the Vikings facility, and we had that all set up. Um, but then, you know, this – this changed everything, but uh, I've been in communication with them, and um, you know, obviously, it'd be it'd be awesome to stay home. Everybody knows I love I love the state of Minnesota. So, um, but you know, if that doesn't happen, man, wherever I move to, that's that's going to be my new favorite team, a new favorite city, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I just gotta just trust that I'll end up with the right team. 
Yeah, I mean, you have to have an open mind. I mean, what if you end up in Green Bay, right? Right. Then I hope I hope everybody I know becomes a huge Packer fan, as hard as that would be for a lot of Minnesota people, man. You guys at least got to support me. Uh, let me leave you with this. J.D. Spielman, have you been in touch with J.D., with him, you know, leaving the University of Nebraska and, and curious to see what Rick's son is, is going to do next? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I've talked to J.D., just checked in on him, made sure he's, he's doing all right and everything. Um, but, you know, besides that, I, I haven't talked to him about what his next steps are. Former Gopher Carter Coughlin. I forgot to mention on former Gopher Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver from Minneapolis North, the Vikings, the Packers, and Buccaneers are among a few teams showing strong interest. One team, an unnamed team, actually flew up here in early March before things shut down to privately work out Tyler Johnson. All right, let's get to Tyler's former teammate, Carter's former teammate, one of the best running backs in Gophers history, Rodney Smith. The Vikings are showing interest, the 49ers, the Panthers, the Dolphins, and others. Here is my recent conversation with Rodney Smith. Take me through what you've been up to since that day in Tampa. So, obviously it was my last game, um, and I started preparing for what's next. Um, I immediately came back home to Georgia, uh, started training uh, with Chip Smith up in Lawrenceville, Georgia, where I'm from. I'm from Georgia. Um, I got an invite to the – Trying game, but I got a little banged up in the bowl game, so I wasn't able to participate in that. Um, I didn't get an NFL combine invite. Uh, so I was preparing for pro day, but as you know, uh, what's going on now with the COVID-19 and coronavirus, um, everything has been delayed and postponed or either canceled. Um, so I wasn't able to do that, but I, I had, um, I had it recorded. I had a, a mini pro day recorded at the training facility that I train at uh, and got it sent out to scouts. And that's what I've been up to since scout back both. All right. Well, a lot of ways I can go based on what you just said. How about let's start with your health. I mean, so you missed that postseason game. You said you were dinged up in, in the win over Auburn. How, how are you right now? I, I've been clear for everything except contact. Um, it happened the first play of the game. Uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, once I found out what it was, um, of course, the number one concern was my health. And playing in the the Shrine game wasn't wasn't a risk that I needed to take. Uh, so I took that time to heal up and get prepared for the things after that. How hard was that? I mean, we all know Rodney. Everything that that you've overcome here. I mean, you were here for a long time and. You were here for a long time, in, in large part because of some of the injuries you suffered. Then, right. lo and behold, as, as you're thinking you're going to get ready for for the NFL draft, you get hurt in in the Outback Bowl. Like, how how are you just processing all this? Yeah, it was it was definitely tough, um, but had to take it for what it was and keep moving. Um, as Coach Flake would say, keep my oar in the water, uh, keep rowing, uh, and I, I really took his word. He talked to me after the game, um, and I, I took what he said with me, uh, and, and I'm continuing to use it throughout this journey and this process and enjoying it. Um, you got to enjoy it, even if it's not going how you think it should go. Uh, you just have to take what life throws at you and keep rolling with it. Take me through your, your virtual pro day. How did it go? 
It went pretty well. Uh, I did uh, 40 short shuttle and air cone drill. Um, I didn't do the bench press uh, because of my injury, and I didn't do the jump and stuff as well because of my injury. Um, and I, I performed pretty well. Um, I ran a 4-4 hand time. I'm not sure if well, what it would be laser time, but I ran a 4-4 hand time. Uh, so that's, that was pretty good um, and got this sent out to some teams. And have you gotten any feedback through your agent from, from teams, what teams are thinking? Not about the uh, the video, but uh, I've talked to a, a couple of teams. Um, they've been interested in, in me. Uh, talked to them about just schemes and play styles and what I enjoy as a running back. What do you enjoy as a running back? <laughs> uh, I enjoy the outside zone scheme um, this year, as I'm sure everybody else uh, saw. Uh, we as an offense really grew in the outside zone game this year. Uh, we got a lot better at it, um, and it was one of the staples of our offense. Um, and me and the type of running that I do, the style of running that I, I like to play in, I think that outside zone scheme is, is a scheme that, that fits me. Do you just look at the situation, you not being able to, to come up here for pro day, you know, last week on the 25th, just another hurdle that you need to overcome, that you've overcome so many hurdles in your career, this is just another one, but you're so mentally strong that you know you'll get through this okay? Yeah, uh, I definitely see it as another hurdle. Um, like I said, just talking to those teams, I, I have confidence that I, I'll get an opportunity. Um, whether or not I'm drafted, it, it isn't up to me, but all I need is an opportunity uh, to get get in front of teams, get, in front, get out there on the practice field, showing what I could do. Uh, and compete for a job. Um, like I said, I, I'm confident that I have the opportunity to do that. Um, and teams have been calling, so like I said, it's not, it's not, it's not a concern of mine because um, I, I was planning on hoping that it would happen. But it, even though it didn't happen, I'm still uh, in high spirits. Whether you get drafted or not, I mean, is it more important that you land? With the right team, I mean, is it that big of a deal if you hear your name called, you know, round six or seven versus you landing with, with the right team, even if it's as an undrafted free agent? It's a goal to be drafted, but like I said, if, if it doesn't pan out that way, um, like I said, I just need an opportunity. Um, and I, I think that once I have that opportunity that I take it and run with it. How do you look back at, at your six years? Here in Minnesota, I mean, you experienced it all, Rodney. I did. Uh, it was it was a fun journey. Um, I became a young man in Minnesota, um, and I will Minnesota will forever hold a place near and dear to my heart and my family. Um, they they enjoyed Minnesota as well. Um, like I said, learned a lot up there, grew a lot, had many different coaches. Lots of different teammates. Um, went through a lot of situations as a team. Um, had down years, had up years. Uh, so it, it was fun. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I, I, I'm glad that I, I, I got a chance to be a part of it. And no regrets? Like, I mean, you could have. I mean, you could have if you wanted to. You didn't have to necessarily come back for the sixth year. But you right. chose to come back for that right. sixth year. But no regrets right. in, in any way? No regrets. I, I still believe that 
everything that I set out to do is right there in front of me. Like I said, just had to get that opportunity, take a hold of it, and, and run with it. I mean, how great is it that when we think all-time great Gophers running backs, you're right there. I mean, you name the statistical category, you're right there with the greats, the Daryl Thompsons, the Marion Barbers, the Lawrence Maronis, the David Cobbs. Your right. name, Rodney Smith, is right there with, with anybody in school history. How does right. that make you feel? It makes me feel good. Uh, like I said, it's, it's definitely something that you don't wake up and think is attainable. But the fact that I did and was able to attain it uh, says a lot about my teammates and my coaches that gave me the opportunity to make that even possible. Uh, the O-line, tight ends, receivers, everybody out there on the field with me. Um, those guys worked hard for me to even be in that position, and I, I, I thank all those guys as well. How far will, will PJ and the rest of the guys keep going? I mean, it seems like the Outback Bowl is, is just scratching the surface. Definitely is. Uh, there is no ceiling for, for, for that team. Uh, Coach Fleck is at the round, and he's, he's staring the, staring the ship. Uh, and I believe that everybody's on board. And like I said, there is no ceiling for those guys. They'll keep keep getting better and improving each and every day. As I'm sure everybody has heard Coach Flex say, uh, that's the goal, to change your best every day. And everybody in Gopher Nation truly lives by that. Everybody in the facility truly lives by that. And like I said, that team will keep growing and getting better. Take us through the next, you know, handful of weeks. I mean – you know, even when, when you land with a team, I mean, presumably you're not going to be able to go travel to that team, right? I mean, it looks like, you know, OTAs are off and, and mini camp is likely off. And, and who even knows with training camp? So, I mean, right. what's it going to be like these, these next handful of months? I'm not sure. I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, they haven't laid out a timeline for anything because, like I said, we don't know. Nobody knows. Um, so at this point, for any any athlete in this position, you just have to work out on your own. Uh, even the gyms around where I'm from, they're all shut down. Um, so just had to find a way, had to get creative, think of things, get out in the backyard, uh, go see a high school if it's open, uh, find some tires and, <laughs> and flip them maybe. Uh, it, it, you just have to get creative because uh, – at the end of the day, uh, we wanted to be our job, or I wanted to be a job. So had to work and, like I said, get creative and find ways to continue to work out. How much are you willing to embrace special teams, knowing that it's a stick on a roster, you may have to play on special teams? Yeah, uh, I'm definitely all for it. Uh, like I said, uh, anything to make any organization better, uh, I'm willing to do. Um, I love football, uh, so if it's being a, a gunner on special teams and running down and making tackles, I'm willing to do that. Where do you need to get better to stick on a roster? Like, you know, whether it's your blocking, whether it's your pass catching, you know, where where can you improve? As a running back, I would say third-level decision-making. Um, oftentimes I get in the third level and – try to hit the sideline or circle the defenses when I could just puncture straight through and, and get some hitting yardage. Um, so that's definitely one thing that I think that I can improve on. How cool is it? I mean, Rodney, you're going to land with somebody. Chris Williamson likely is going to land with somebody. 
Carter Coughlin, Kamal Martin, Antoine Winfield Jr., Tyler Johnson. Like, you guys are producing some legitimate NFL talent this year. Yes, sir. It's fun. Like I said, we 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 all set goals. Um, and like I said, if, if all of our teammates and coaches set us up to be in this opportunity, uh, and it took work, we put the work in. All of us put the work in. Uh, and I think, like I said, we're just scratching, scratching the surface. I think that for years to come, you'll see a lot more guys with, with NFL talent. Yeah, I mean, it really is pretty crazy. I mean, even going back, though, like you think about some of your former teammates, whether it's a Blake Cashman. Right. Heck, I mean, you played with David Cobb, right, and and Damian Wilson. And, heck, did you play with Devondre Campbell, too? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying, Roddy. Like, you experienced so much, right? But you've right. seen it, you know, but it looks like it's just a continuation of maybe what was what was started in many ways when you came to campus. Right. Yeah, yes, sir. Definitely. Like I said, that's 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 the coach's job to find talent and keep producing it, developing it and producing it. Um, like I said, I'm excited to see where this go for team ends next year and, and continues to build. What about some individual memories? Like when you think about all the games that you wore maroon and gold, which performances jumped to mind? Ooh. My redshirt sophomore year against Maryland. That was a fun game. Um, my first game ever playing uh, against TCU, uh, redshirt freshman year. Um, Nebraska this year was fun. Um, I have a lot. It's it's a lot, but I, like I said, you'll never forget the memories that you make with your teammates, and most of them come off of the field. Um, but those are some of the ones that happened on the field. Former Gophers running back Rodney Smith, another one of his former teammates, Eric Murray. I'm connecting with Eric early this week for a Zoom chat. He just signed a big money contract. With the Houston Texans, got traded by Kansas City. Heck, if Kansas City had kept him, he could have won a Super Bowl. Kansas City moved him to Cleveland, spent last year with Cleveland, then became a free agent last month, signed a big money deal with the Houston Texans. Also, when it comes to Gophers that will land on NFL rosters, at least have a fighting chance. You know, especially if rosters are are ninety guys come. If there is a training camp, defensive lineman Sam Renner and linebacker. Thomas Barber. So the Gophers have all sorts of NFL talent, but it looks like minimum four guys will get drafted, potentially five, maybe even six. If Smith and Williamson get drafted, then Renner and Barber can be priority free agents after the draft. All right, we go from some future pros in Coughlin and Smith to current pros. Let's begin with my recent conversation with Vikings fullback C.J. Ham, he just signed a big money extension. C.J., take us back to the moment that you signed your long-term contract. We saw some of the pictures on social media. Your agent, Blake Barrett, came over to the house. It looked like you were in your kitchen. You put pen to paper. Take me back to that moment, the feelings you had. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a surreal moment for our family. Um, you know, it was definitely a dream come true. Uh, the goal was always to get to, you know, always to get to a second contract and further, further our career, further my career, and um, to be able to do that in Minnesota really means a lot. And I really can't thank the organization and uh, the fans enough. It was, it meant a lot to our family, and it was definitely a special moment. How important was four years? I mean, that is really good long-term security. 
Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's just a great opportunity to you know go out and uh, you know be a part of this team. Uh, in in my eyes, I still have to go out there every single year and earn that earn that contract that was presented to me. Um, you know, even though it was given to me, um, it's 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 something I still feel like I have to earn, and I have to go out there and compete every single year. And I'm just excited I get that opportunity. And how good of a situation is this for you? I mean, considering Gary Kubiak's offense. I mean, this to me is a great offense for a fullback. Oh uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's very exciting. Um, you know, having having him and Coach Ski last year. Uh, I mean, it, it was really nice to see to see the fullback role grow. And I know I know that it's still going to be a big part of this offense. So I kind of just circling back to what I said earlier. It's just an opportunity for me to go out and uh, you know be the best that I can be. And uh, we definitely got the right people um, to do that. Have you had time to reflect on your journey? everything you've had to fight for, overcome, to get to this point, to sign the contract you did? Um, you know, I, I've never really thought about it until, until now. It's, uh, you know, definitely uh, looking at what was, what, what was presented and, you know, sitting back with my family and realizing, uh, you know, we had no idea we were going to be at this moment. And uh, to be where we are now, uh, you know, I just know that, I just know my whole life has just been about work. It's been about go out there and be the best that you can do, um, be the best that you can be and do the best that you can do. And that's something that I, I've prided myself in for a long time. And um, just to see everything come, come together, come together now is definitely rewarding, but uh, it's, it's, not, it's not over yet. The fullback is, is getting maybe love again that, that it got years ago. I mean, it's you. It's, it's, you know, San Francisco's use of a fullback. Maybe it helps that you guys and the Niners had success. I mean, even other playoff teams were using a fullback. I mean, do you feel like the fullback is starting to get love again? Um, you know, it's it, – when, when you break it down, uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the teams that do have a lot of success, um, you know, do, do implement a fullback in, in, in their system. And, uh, you know, who's to say it's because of a fullback or anything like that? You know, it, it's, all, it's all a collective – collective group but um you know there's definitely some great fullbacks out there who are definitely making a difference for their team and it's showing how much do you cherish the opportunity to make a difference in the past game i mean we started to see a little bit more involved in the past game and presumably we'll see him more and more in the coming years oh uh, yeah it's fun you know obviously i grew up i grew up playing running back you know getting the ball i handed to me thrown to me a lot uh so it's it's definitely fun to go out there and have that opportunity to get the ball in your hands a little bit. And uh, I'm just glad that the coaches trust me enough to, uh, to be able to do that. Is there a sense that the window is still open for you guys, that, that all the success last year, winning the playoff game in New Orleans, you know, being one of those final teams in the NFC, that the window is still open for you guys to, to go even further this upcoming year? Uh, 100%. Like I said earlier, we have the right people. Um, we have the right people uh, in our organization. Um, the right coaches, um, the right, the right office, uh, the right players. So I definitely do think that uh, we have a great opportunity ahead of us, and it, it's only going to get better. Are you curious to see what takes place with the draft? I mean, you know, in all likelihood, with so many picks, your offense is going to get some more weapons. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm more curious just to see how everything's going to just pan out. Um, you know, we're obviously we're living in some pretty extraordinary times right now. And uh, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, going on, and we, we still we still don't know how how everything's going to shake out. So, just to see uh, how everything's going to shake out is very is very uh, intriguing to me. And uh, you know, I'm just hoping and praying for the best for everybody 
you know, who's out there, who's been uh, impacted or affected by this. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see. I mean, on that, I mean, in all likelihood, you're not going back to the building on April 20th. In all likelihood, I mean, mini camps are unlikely. I mean, maybe best case scenario, training camp starts on time in late July. But, CJ, we don't even know that. But I guess whenever, I mean, there is some hope. The NFL had a conference call yesterday. There is hope that some sort of season will take place. How much will it help you guys that so many guys are back, Gary's back, that there's so much familiarity with, with the offense? Uh, I think that makes the biggest difference. Um, so, you know, to be able to pretty much hit the ground running, um, if you'd say, and uh, to go into, uh, you know, whatever it may be, OTH training camp preseason. I mean, we, we don't, I don't, I don't know all the details yet, but just to be able to hit the ground running and kind of have some fami- familiarity in, uh, in our offense and our defense and our special teams, uh, that, that, only, that only makes for uh, a, a better team. How surprised are you with the Stefan Diggs trade? Uh, you know, I, that's that's above that's above my pay grade. So I, I definitely don't I, I don't I don't pay too much attention to you know all that stuff. I, I definitely wish I wish him the best, and uh, you know it's it, it's a part of the business, it's a part of the NFL, and you know he's going to do great things wherever he is. Is there contact? I mean, you know, just based on on so much uncertainty. Can coaches at least reach out to you or can the team reach out to you just to say, hey, April 20th is unlikely, you know, here's some workout plans. Like, can there be any dialogue right now between you and the team? Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I believe so. You know, um, coaches coaches are able to check in on their players and, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a family, man. It really is. And, uh, you know, if, if we if we only talk to the coaches during football season, you know, we wouldn't be able to build those uh, type of relationships. Vikings fullback C.J. Ham. I forgot to mention two draft prospects the Vikings have had FaceTime chats with. Cam Klein, a defensive lineman from South Dakota, and Louisiana offensive lineman guard Kevin Dotson. Both guys were supposed to visit this upcoming week. So visits off, FaceTime interviews in play. All right, let's now get to Ham's former teammate, defensive end, Steven Weatherly, he signed a two-year, $12.5 million deal with the Carolina Panthers. Yes, the Vikings had some interest in retaining Weatherly. No, they were not willing to go to the money that Carolina did. Here's my recent conversation with Steven Weatherly. Anyway, Steven, let's start with Carolina. Why Carolina? Everything moved really, really fast when free agency started. Yeah, no. Um, Carolina, because they were the most consistent throughout the whole process with um, – showing interest in all the communications they've had back and forth with my agency. Um, the game plan they laid out uh, was awesome, and I was really able to get behind it. And uh, how they described their game plan on how they were going to use me, it all just fell in line. Um, and it also helped that they offered the most money, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, on the, on the how they will use you part, how will they use you? Um, as a left side defensive end, um, opposite of Burns, um, getting out there and mixing it up and bringing everything that I've learned over the last four years here with Dre and having guys like B-Rob and Griffin D ahead of me uh, and bringing that all the way over to Carolina and trying to make something shake. I mean, heck, I mean, like the Vikings used you so many different ways. Is that all you were ever asking for here in Minnesota, just to be a left defensive end? Uh, yeah, no. Um, when Griff went down uh, two years ago and I was able just to play at defensive end, um, I felt good, felt great. Um, 
But as time went on, um, of course, Griff came back and played. Um, they needed to, they wanted to get me on the field in different ways. They didn't know how. Of course, you only have two defensive end spots at any point. So they asked me to stand up and try some things like that. Um, not really my forte. I was able to do it with uh, some success within the scheme. But, yeah, just playing that pure defensive end spot is pretty awesome throughout the whole game. Did the Vikings make much of an effort to retain you? I mean, because, again, everything moved so fast. Yeah, they did. Uh, my agent was in constant contact from what he told me with all teams that were interested, and that includes the Vikings. Yeah, but, like, I heard maybe Detroit had some interest, Indianapolis. Like, what was that mm-hmm. like? How overwhelming was that to have all these teams coming after you? Uh, it was good. Uh, the way I have my particular agent to player situation set up is a lot of I'm going to focus on the field, uh, what I need to do on the field, and I just really want you to take care of anything that regards to the team and off the field, philanthropic endeavors and stuff like that. And so I wasn't really, like, in the know, in the mix until free agency opened up. And he, we were on the phone constantly at that point. But at the end of it, um, he told me some of the teams that were, like, second and third. And, of course, like, where Minneapolis fell and all that. Um, but it felt good knowing that a handful of teams, uh, only thing he kept saying to me is that there's going to be a market for you. So don't stress about that. Cause you know, you come into it and it was like, I already went through one of these and it didn't go the way we expected it. You're like, you're going to be late day two. Or it was like seventh, seventh round, which is cool. Pick 227. Yeah. It worked out. Um, okay. Yeah. It worked out. Right. And so, um, you already went through one of those and I never wanted to get my hopes up like that again, just to have it come in a little bit lower. So I didn't really have any good expectations, but afterwards he told me that, um, my Miami was involved, uh, Atlanta for a hot second, Jets, uh, Indianapolis, Minnesota, Seahawks last minute. So, like, you know, like, teams like that were interested. Um, felt good. Like, other people around the league along with Minnesota saw what I was good for. Why two years? Although, I guess maybe the comeback to that is why not two years? You're, what, 26? Mm-hmm. You can be a free agent again at 28. The cap yep. keeps going up. Like, two yep. years sounds perfect. Because um, I can be back at the table technically um, when I'm 27 because my birthday is the 19th and the new league year starts the 18th. Okay. So I get, yeah. Look, nice little selling point. It's just like he's been two years a starter and like a massive stats that I amassed at, uh, at Carolina. And he's like, and he's only 27. It's just like, what? Let's get him. It's like next day is my birthday. I'm actually 28. So it's like uh, uh, to be back at the table quicker. Um and it's just to show, like, the confidence I have in myself. I know that when I get the opportunity to step out there and be a starter that I'm going to be able to make something shake. So it just puts me in a more advantageous position rather than going something for long term. Looks like a fun spot there in Carolina. I mean, they bring in Teddy. Heck, today mm-hmm. they signed Robbie Anderson. You know, the new coach, you know, just seeing what he did at Temple, then at Baylor. I mean, it mm-hmm. seems like there's a lot of excitement there in Charlotte. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I got – the opportunity to speak to all the coaches um, on on my birthday um, after the fact, and it was great. The energy I was getting from them was outstanding. Uh, the D-line coach, uh, he's ready to go. Um, and I'm just excited to be there. They really got me uh, got me ready to go out there and, and do something. And we still have uh, – we wouldn't even report normal under normal conditions until the 6th. After that phone call, I was ready to show up. And you know what? I mean, I mean, heck, unless something changes, you're not reporting on the 6th. I mean, who the heck knows when, when you might report? So, like, how do things change in your world over the next handful of weeks? 
Um, yeah, because we don't really know when or when it's pushed back to or anything like that. Uh, just stay ready. Uh, I had a workout session earlier today. Uh, we'll do something a little bit later. Um, just keep working out, stay fresh, make sure my body is in the best shape it can be in uh, at this point in time. And then um, slowly but surely start trying to incorporate some more stuff in regards to the playbook. Um, one of the things I kind of pride myself on is like football IQ. So even though the coaches won't be there to implement it, at least I can go over it. So the first time I hear it, it won't be uh, like gibberish, right? It's, oh, okay, I've seen this before. All right, this is kind of similar to this concept I've seen. So try to hop in that a little bit if it goes longer than expected. Did you study the Panthers' 2020 schedule? Uh, I did see that I do come back uh, to – I'm in Minnesota right now. Uh, that I do come back here at some point. Don't know when, but it is slated, an away game in Minnesota. So, uh, yeah, I peeped that. I noticed that. <laughs> I mean, what do you think of all the changes here? I mean, you've got the gift of gab. You've got an opinion. I know you do. I mean – I, you know, I think a lot of us thought there would be a lot of changes, but I don't know if we foresaw all of this. And I guess maybe Everson Griffin could still end up back here. He might be the next domino to fall. And who knows? Maybe they end up trading Anthony Harris. Just so many changes here in Minnesota. Yeah, there are. Um, and that just goes to show that um, Rick and um, uh, Coach Zimmer have a plan and that the ownership is behind them 110% to give them the opportunity to go out and make changes like that um, and let some, some good people walk and try to sign other people back. And a lot of people are kind of questioning it right now, but at the end of the day, they get paid the big bucks to do what they do best. And if they think this is going to help the team win more games and reach that next level, then they got to do what they got to do. I'll let you go after this. Thoughts on the new collective bargaining agreement, and did you vote yes? I did vote yes. Um, just in general, um, a lot of people that come into the NFL do not last that long. I mean, the average is still around three and a half years. Um, in this new CBA, that person will see an average of an extra $100,000 a year after taxes. Call it a nice $150,000 over three years on top of whatever they're going to get. That's still pretty good. Um, a lot of guys came up. A lot of guys do come up my way late round pick, put on practice squad. The new changes in regards to how big the practice squad is, the benefits that practice squad players get in regards to the old scheme where they didn't have any benefits in the old CBA. They're able to play in games and not have to go through waivers to potentially go somewhere else just to restart their whole career again. Um, things of that nature um, gives young guys like me opportunities to show what they got sooner so that they can have a better chance to make it past that three and a half year mark, along with the added boost in, um, in, um, finances so for that reason I said yes also starting in 2029 the new rookies that come in the minimum is going to be a million dollars which I thought was important but you can hang your hat on starting in 2029 no one that you see on that field if they make it all 17 games by that point will see less than a million dollars before taxes right and so uh, that's important to me Uh, I saw too many people in my very short four-year career at Vanderbilt at the Vikings come and then go home for one reason or another, weren't, wasn't good enough, got injured. And I was like, that guy tried to help us bring a championship here, right? He didn't make it through the season for one reason or another. He deserves to have more money than what he got, right? Like 60,000 people, U.S. Bank Stadium, cheered his name, millions more shared his name, and he got that special teams tackle. Like, we can do better by him. So that was my mindset in the CBA. And then personally, um, the passing of the CBA helps me out during that time because of free agency. There were some rules that would have, 
um, stifled uh, my mobility and free agency. And so for a selfish reason, that was another reason for me to vote yes on the CBA. Speaking of selfish, I am going to miss him in the locker room. Always enjoyed gabbing with Stephen Weatherly, former Viking, new Carolina Panther. Quickly on Gophers basketball, I've been asked, hey, DJ Carton, he knows Liam Robbins. They're close. They have a relationship. What about DJ Carton, the former Buckeyes point guard, landing with the Gophers? It doesn't sound like that's a need for the Gophers. It doesn't look like right now Carton will land here. Marcus Carr is coming back. I mean, unless something shocking happens, all signs point to Marcus Carr, who did declare for the NBA draft. He won't hire an agent, so he'll be able to go back to school. All signs point to Marcus Carr returning next year for the Gophers. Let's hope there is a next year. A reminder, some shameless plugs. There's more Vikings info on my Twitter feed, D on KSTP. There's more interviews on KSTP.com backslash sports, especially basketball interviews. Zeke Naji ongoing pro, Trey Jones ongoing pro, Daniel Oturu ongoing pro, a lengthy conversation with Gophers Director of Athletics Mark Coyle on a myriad of topics, including Richard Patino, Lindsey Whalen, PJ Fleck, and others. So there's endless amounts of interviews. Randy Dobnak of the Twins, Tyler Duffy of the Twins. So there's an endless amount of interviews I've done the last few weeks on kstp.com backslash sports. All right, we are done. That does it for Scoop Podcast episode 292. Please be safe, everyone. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.